Just kidding, guys. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Black Box. What's the deal? Yeah, no, I just thought it would be funny to start the episode like that. Maybe we could talk about ASMR and like sensory stuff one day for a mental, a mental health um, episode or something because people use that as therapy now. One of these days, I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna see why not. Um, yeah, man. So today. We got our, uh, we have our two topics, man. Same, same old, uh, build, you know, except, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, so our topics today, man, we have, um, would the world be better without police? That's the first one, look, and I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, we should be talking about the police, such taboo. Man, like, I don't think, I mean, at least here at the Black Box Show, us and the Black Box crew, man, we just, man, we shouldn't have to apologize or just be scared about what people are going to think about what we say, you know, so. Exactly. Alright, so, um, we got that coming up, and then right after that, we'll have a HBCUs versus PWIs. Which one's better? You know what I'm saying? So, this time, though, I know I know the last one was pretty lengthy. I know our dialogue kind of went over. We just had so much to talk about that time. Man, we were just really surprised, bro. Really a lot going on. But we got the kinks all smoothed out, you know, just like a chain. But, uh, yeah, man, so we'll have a timer going. And, you know, so just... Be aware if we do, like, kind of have, like, an alarm going off or not or whatever. <laughs> just, that's just our little thing to let us know we got to stop. We got to shut up. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man. Let's get into it, man. Uh, same old, same old. 20 minutes. Yeah. All right, let's get it. So, just like that, uh, would the world be a better place without the police? I know, like, recently, the only reason we brought this up is because, like, just in this whole quarantine itself, we've been having a lot of uh, protests about injustices, and whether it be ranging from George Floyd, even even dating back to Philando Castile or Alton Sterling, or even, even more recently with, even more recently with the, with, I think, Mr. Wallace. Mr. Yeah. Wallace, he's a... It, I, I forgot his name, but um, the young brother who just uh, was murdered for uh, having a mental breakdown in uh, Philadelphia, man, and he, uh, you know, he, he was swinging with a knife, but I, I definitely, just today, man, just today I seen a video, because I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, man, maybe, you know, he was swinging at a knife, maybe he had a point, but... When I saw that video with the white uh, the white man swinging with that knife and nothing happened, and even if it was a spoon, he still had a, a, a whole weapon that he was trying to use to create harm, yeah. you know? And it just really bothered me that that happened. 
that just happened, what, like, three, four days ago? You know what I'm saying? So, it's just crazy to think, like, this is still happening, and this is crazy. So, re- and, like, so, recently, I think maybe in June or July, we uh, had that. Walter Wallace. Walter Wallace. There we go. I knew his last, but it's not his, his second. Yeah, so, uh, we just had that, um... That whole thing where Minnesota was supposed to uh, defund their police and Sacramento, even when we were in Sacramento, they were trying to reform their police. So I was, that's why that that came up. And I was just thinking, would the world be better without police or what? Like, you know, so what what do you think, Doug? Um, okay. encounter at all I don't like like I don't I don't trust the police let's just say that like I don't trust them enough to call um you know quote unquote create justice or or make sure things are right or citizens arrest or things like that just just it just wouldn't be right I mean I just personally feel like you know the police is a is necessary but I do feel like as far as like how they go about things I don't think it's right and do I think they should be taken away completely no but I do feel like they should be defunded um and I believe that uh there needs to be some you know fiscal responsibility put on the police department um because it's like okay you know we have all these different measures that come out and when they do get and you know say the funding does go to police and fire what exactly are they doing with that money that they're getting that's being taken away from after school education other you know nonprofit organizations what exactly are they doing with that and you know when I was um and I feel like also defunding the police and and or, it, you know, defunding the police and what money that they do get is put back in the police force, you know, um, could have the potential to benefit um, the potential benefit of reducing police vi- violence. But it's where that money is going and how it's being utilized within the police force and who's monitoring the, that money it, that's what's most important because right. it's like you know we vote on this stuff it's like okay you know great the school the you know the police are in fire getting funded but it's like where is that money going to all they're doing all we see in the news is them killing and murdering innocent people you know so i feel like um it's like where's the equities going? exactly and i feel like money should be filtered um 
into trainings um, for like cultural cultural bias education. I feel like that should be they should have really extensive programs on that. Um, extensive, like it should not just take less than a year to become a police officer. I feel like the requirements need to be more um, thorough, and you need to do a lot more work than you know. It just feels like y'all are acting because you know that's what you feel like you need to do um but yeah they also i feel like they need extensive implicit bias and more frequently so um i also feel like you know coming through as a communications major i also feel like they need conflict communication courses um <laughs> i feel like they need courses bias for me is what's really important and also um, I feel like they should also be um, they should have like they should have to do a mental health history check because when I was doing my research you know um, I found out that um, the suicide rate among police officers is um, a 60% rate and then one in four police officers have considered suicide before. I feel like they need more mental health training, what to identify and how to act with people who um, do suffer, even PTSD, even you get triggered by something that you see and you act, you know, based on your emotions or your mental state rather than what you should, what you were trained on. I feel like a lot of police officers may suffer suffer from mental illness and they just don't say anything because they don't want to lose their job or feel like they're unable to work so I, I can understand where they're coming from but I also need people to recognize and the police force to recognize that there are people that are serving in our communities that are in need of mental health and resources and there are stigmas around people uh police officers with mental health and they they do need help unfair to you know African Americans and other people of color who are have to deal with these people who also have mental illnesses you know and they're not taking care of their own selves mental health is really what's important right. but yeah that's just what how I feel about it I mean I'll make my quick I think my, my, my things is I, what I think do I think that the police without police uh, America would be safer I just, I just don't think so, because, I mean, even us as black people, we still, we still depend on public services and public authorities, man, like, there's a lot of stuff that we would do that we would still get in trouble for if we didn't have any uh, government or government-appointed uh, officiators, right? So, I mean, media, whether we like to believe that or not, you know, <laughs> Services like the police and firefighters and all these other things are, are important. Like, 
But however, I do think that the the point of us having to come up with like I think I think personally what I'm trying to say is we put too much responsibility on the police. Because there's one thing to be a a uh, a mediator, and it's another to be someone who has to decide whether or not to shoot somebody in the leg or, you know, or choke somebody out or whatever, while considering the, the bystanders, the surrounding factors, all these context issues that probably could have been prevented or avoided if we had a different intervention of forces in here, right? So, so in this article I wrote a while back, I, I wrote about how we always were talking about defunding the police. And what most people, when they first decided that we were going to defund the police in certain areas, felt that it was kind of a, an erasure, an erasure of, uh, of taking away things taking it away all together, abolishing, right, and what the proof was that, you know, the police, and and I did my research based off of the city of Minnesota and its uh, fiscal budget for that year, and what I found was that most of their money in the city goes towards um, the the police, like, not not even just the police, but, like, defense, so that, that, that could be the sheriff, the SWAT, the the, the police itself, um, firefighters, whatever, right? And just public safety and things, right? So instead of us like having, and, and, and instead of us having more urban development funding, more, more, more chances for, more chances for opportunities to build better schools, have more funding for better books. Uh, better public access to more things, better health care, all these other things that they could have fun- funneled more money into, they put into protection of those public defenders. So instead of us getting a new book or getting more uh, public transportation or getting kids maybe a bike program that they that make more money to make a bike program or getting more money to make like any bus system busing system that are like student owned or something right they they use that as as funding to have more batons have more ars have more beanbag guns you know all these different weaponized things so what what what, what really bothered me about it was that Instead of us trying to get to the root of the problem, we were trying to be more quick about it and solve it in a more violent, confrontational way. Instead of us really going to the root of that issue and saying, why is it that people are stealing? Why is it that people are looting? Why is it that we even think about having to go to that drastic of a measure? Like... That, I think that's what us as American people do anyway. We could make all these things about, you know, oh, I'm having a bad time, I'm low on money or whatever. And, you know, and e- either way, even with whether we'd like to talk, to talk about it or not, yes, there are 
no bad cops. I mean, there are no all bad cops. But I'm going to say that cops are bad because of the system they are designed to protect. There's, there's, no, there's no reform in that. They're not willing to sacrifice or take into account what they could do better. Maybe, and what I think what scares me is that, you know, even with my regular job, even with doing this, sometimes I think it's a hassle. Writing articles is a lot, and it takes and it takes a lot out of making content all the time. And if I'm tired from just making content, and I'm tired from talking, you know what I'm saying, or I'm tired from writing freelance writing or whatever, and all these people in the world, like regular people, are tired of working. Over that time, it takes a toll on you and your mind and your body. You're just tired of having to deal with that. So can you imagine if that's your job? Is just to officiate and immediate what happens amongst two different parties. I mean, I'll be, I'll be over it too, you know. But I think being a police officer is a really big deal because not only are you just like a, a symbol of protection when, when other people don't have hope or or whatever, you know, you have a lot of responsibility on your hands, and I know that causes a lot of stress, a lot of guilt, a lot of regret about things you may have done or handled in that situation, so I think that personally, I feel like we could, to ease off that stress, because you gotta think they gotta, they gotta worry about, okay, is this mental, is this person's mental health okay, is, is the other people around me safe, can, how can I handle this? How can I subdue this? They have to think all about that in probably about two minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, I think that's a little bit drastic. So I think we should defund the police, not just because we want to stop paying them for a bad job that they do, but defund them in in the case of having other people share that load with them, so they're not all this stuff by themselves and then we're always angry at them because that's the reason for that for that for why we were in, are in that situation because we have to worry about can this person do a good job at their job after being in the force for 20 50 years man like all these people even back in the 70s when in the 20s whatever like even here in riverside the the police chief at that time was was it was was the part of the kkk there's still regular people man like that's still here anyway in riverside but i mean the police chief oh yeah you know what oh, i'm saying in sacramento too in sacramento too man but other than that we're gonna wrap that up but that's what i was just saying i'm just like i feel like there's still the same people that have really complex layers, bro, and we don't know enough about them, and life hits them just like us, so I think that we should have different interventions of parties that come to help out, or just kind of find a, a middle ground with the police, man, that's what I think we should do, but, um, I agree, but also, like, if you know this is your job, because we know that there is a lot on them, 
if you know that that's your job, like, you, like, and you know you're having a bad day, like, just like when people say, you know, check your attitude at the door, that's what you should be doing, because you're there to protect and serve. You're there to make sure that they're safe, not because you had a bad day and you got into it with your wife, now you're going to take that out on some innocent, you know, not innocent, because everybody ain't innocent, but you're going to take that out on some civilian, you know, like, that's crazy. But, yeah, that's, that's what we think. I personally, I think we both think that it wouldn't be safer, but I do think that it would be a lot more safer if we didn't have as much responsibility on the police. There's too much on the line, man. Like, and that's why we value the the, the life of black, I mean, the amount and value of black lives in the first place. Because so much is getting taken away from us. We're already a marginalized population anyway, bro. Like, and that's us and the African diaspora alike, bro. We're just all here together. And we still don't make up a majority. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if, if we're a marginalized group who are oppressed by by incarceration, drug abuse, domestic domestic abuse, and now police brutality, gang violence, all this stuff, man. Like, and people always talk about black on black. You know what? I'm not even gonna get into it because that's a myth. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm here to double down. No, I'm just kidding. That was a little mean. But I'm here to double <laughs> down, man. Like. Black on black crime is a myth. You wouldn't talk about white on white crime or Asian on Asian crime. When do you hear that? When do you hear that? It happens. Straight up, bro. But but if since it's black on black crime here, that's a big thing. It's not, man. But yeah, moving on, bro. HBCUs versus PWIs, bro. Let's talk about it. What's better, Tay? What do you think? Um, I don't think. Yeah, I do. I wasn't going to say, I don't think either better. All right, let, let's talk about some disclaimers first before we get into it, man. So I went to the prestigious Miles College, founded in uh, 1896. And uh, anyway, so it was founded around the 1890s, man, in, uh, in Fairfield, Alabama, about 10 minutes. <laughs> it was founded. It was founded ten minutes from Birmingham. Dr. King walked on the campus one day yeah, back in the yeah. '60s, man. Yeah, man. It was founded in the turmoil, of ground zero of the civil rights movement, man. Like everything happened in Birmingham, bro. But it was in Alabama itself. But, yeah, I went there for about three years. Uh, wanted to be an anthropologist before I became a journalist. Currently. And so I transferred out because uh, no HBCUs offer anthropology, so I left. And uh, I ended up getting my degree and, ex- and the rest of my experience in college from uh, Sac State. What about you, Tay? Where'd you end up going? Where do I start? Oh, so, man. you know, I'm from LA. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, um, I'm from Bakersfield, California. I went to school at predominantly white institutions my entire upbringing. Um, I went to Bakersfield College and I transferred to Sacramento State University, which is also another predominantly white institution. Um, I never had the experience of going to an HBCU and I'm a poor, unfortunate soul for that. 
Because <laughs> because honestly, it was between Clark Atlanta University and Sac State, and uh, I got accepted to Clark Atlanta University, and I decided to go to Sac State. So with that being so, said, with that being said, what yeah. do you think? What do you think is better? Um, personally, 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 I can't. I want to say that an HBCU is better. I do think it's better. I do. Okay. I 100% well, agree that it is better. What are your reasons? Because I definitely have some cons. For but no, no, no. I have pros and cons for both. Okay. But I feel like an HBCU is better, personally. Okay, well. Because, well, let me start with the cons first. Well, one of the reasons why I didn't go is because as far as, like, financial reasons like it's hella expensive to go to an HBCU and FAFSA don't work the same way out at an HBCU as it works out here so I just didn't want to be struggling to make it through school like I was blessed to be able to get FAFSA and I know people that go to H or PWIs who don't even get FAFSA so I was really blessed um so that's one of my cons um the lack of funding um and also another con is that you know whatever city they reside in but i just i mean that's not really like that wasn't a deal breaker for me at all because it's danger everywhere you know but that was just one of the cons that i could think of but other than that Look, if somebody said you could redo all your your college over again and go to an HBCU, I'm taking it. Period. Period. I'm taking it. I should have did it anyway. But um, my my pros for an HBCU are um, the familial environment, um, black excellence, of course, um, a once in a lifetime experience, um, the bond, uh, uh, the band, and um, and game culture, so like tailgates, things like that. And, you know, also because I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, um, I feel like Greek life is super emphasized and people appreciate Greek life more at HBCUs than they do at PWI. Um, so that's just how I feel. And that's just because I, I, I've never been before, but that's just how I feel. Um, and my... Pros for a PWI um, would be the the want and the need to connect uh, with other Black students because I feel like there are probably other minorities at, at and probably white people and non you know everywhere you look it's another Black person everywhere you look it's somebody that look like you you know and I feel like you know. Being at a PWI has really, you know, you have to come out of your comfort zone a little bit and talk to people who want to see black people succeed. Not saying that they don't want that, but it's like you, you're rooting for everybody black even harder after like at a PWI than you would at an HBCU because everybody doing everything, you know, everybody got the same opportunities. You feel what I'm saying? No, so. Right, right. I don't know. And I feel like it also builds a close-knit black community, you know, like at the PWI. You get a closely-knit black community. A lot 
lot of the black people know each other. A lot of the black people hang out with each other. A lot of the black people, you know, do the same thing. So, um, yeah, and the cones, cones, <laughs> the cons would be um, no connection with the school itself. Like I never, I went, I just, I graduated last year, y'all, and I went to one football game my entire four years there. One last year for the first time. That tells you I'm not, I was never connected. There's no school spirit. I mean, it's probably school spirit with like the non-black. I feel like the non-black people have more school spirit than the black people did. And that's where I'm coming from, a black perspective. Unless you played on the football team and the black people that played on the football team were so like engulfed in, ba in basketball or football that they really didn't. I feel like I had no connection with him either, except for Lonnie. That's good. And he's your line brother. And, and Lonnie and Dejan. You know, other than that, no. And then um, racist encounters. Um, I experienced that my whole entire upbringing. That was a con for sure. Um, the teachers, the the staff, the students, everybody. It, it, I'm not saying that it's just a completely racist experience and that everybody is racist, but you know, like, you can feel, like, the treatment sometimes. You can feel the eyes. Like, you can, it, like, it's just, it, you, you just experience a lot of racism. And, um, yeah, not a lot of camaraderie at the school, just in general. I feel like I'm not supported by the staff. I feel like I'm just another student. School at I don't feel like only my, and I can speak to that because only my African American teachers cared about me. Like they took the time out to get to know me as a student. I don't, I did not have that experience in my other classes. Maybe with like one teacher, but the rest of my professors, absolutely not. Like it was not a good experience. Like I was coming to class, doing what I needed to do, participating, and like I didn't even know. Like, but that's all I gotta say. I think an HBCU is better first. Please be honest. What I have to say. I probably would have to say. <clears throat> I'd feel like, honestly, I'd have to say that. HBCU experience I had was a lot better. I think ain't fine. I just had a lot of things to adjust to, whether it be just all black people, not a lot less of diversity in food or whatever, you know. But I got the most development to be self-sufficient as a black man in America at that school as small as it was man we could get across campus in like 10 minutes feel me like it wasn't even big <laughs> but uh, so much happened and i think the, that was another good thing was that i didn't go to howard i didn't go to hampton i didn't go to i didn't even go to tuskegee which is our rival so boo muskegee you know what i'm saying boo muskegee anyway so like I didn't go to no big, big places, and I, I kind of thank it for it, because I, I have, like, some of my best friends from from those places, you know, from Miles, because we all went through that same thing. We all came from 
California. But most of my friends is from LA, man. I don't, I don't have no friends that went to HBCUs out here. I got little homies that went that went to school after I did. I was kind of like low key, bruh. I was kind of like a, a trailblazer at uh, John W. North High School. Ain't nobody went to no HBCUs like that before that. Just only one person I know, which is the lady that sent me there, her son, Kier. Kier is a, he, he's a bruh too, but he left before I did. And he was like the only per other person I knew that left. He went to Alabama State. So it was just different, man. And so think my pros would probably be just that you got a really good experience made a lot of friends a lot of different variety and stuff like that and it was really great it was just really great because I got to feel at home and I had a sense of pride because I knew where I came from and I got to associate my myself with that identity it was a part of it you know like they just have these induction ceremonies where you have a candle vigil and you sign your name in the book of miles all this other stuff, bro. You had to get dressed up for it. It was crazy. It was dope, man. Like, but um, but my cons though. I'll tell you, man. I lost three of my friends, man. Three of my friends passed away my time I was out there. It was in the trap, man. It was in the trap. Like, you can't run away from none of the HBCUs that I have that, except Fort Valley. I think Fort Valley, like the only place where it's not in the ghetto, what we would consider ghetto. Cause I'm not gonna take on that whole white people this is the ghetto thing the only place that's not in the trap where it's a little bit rough around the edges you know what i'm saying so there's that it's not safe it was everything's far bro like i was starving sometimes because we didn't have no car and everything was five miles away bro feel me um uh, i would say it's expensive too it's just hella expensive like, because I was from out of state. And the thing was always bothering me. I would go there, bruh, for only like 10 months out of the whole year. But you have to stay there for a year to be a resident. So I would, every time I would leave from, for Christmas break, I would leave for like two months. And I still wouldn't get that citizenship. So I'd be right back to where I started, owing a little bit more money, man. So that's something I learned. Um, when I went to a PWI, though, I uh, I got you know, I, I got initiated at Sac State. I enjoyed every minute of it, man. Like you know, cause of all the friends I made. But it was a lot more concentrated. You know, it was even more concentrated than Miles. But I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's just because of the fact that we just had to be that way. Like at Miles per se, for example, like we would be maybe divided from states or cities or or whatever, you know? But over there, it's like, you, you can't do that. You can't be like, oh, you know, I'm part of the San Francisco people, you know, because it's not like that. There's not enough, like, density in the population to be like, I'm from San Francisco, you from San Francisco, let's make a San Francisco group to hang out with each other all the time. Nah, it don't work like that when you have SAC or you're at any predominantly white institution. So, um, just just to recap, though, predominantly white institution, PWI, and historically black college or university is uh, HBCU. So, but yeah, man, I, I appreciated that. I appreciated, like, how much we looked out for each other. But you just had to, but the differences from there compared to out in, uh, 
out of the PWI was that, like, you know, you couldn't help but be involved at at campus at Miles, but but at SAC, you, you could, man, you could spend all four years, like Tay just said, man, like Tay just said, like, you could spend all four years and not go to a single basketball game, single uh, single football game, this whole time, man, you could do all that and not do not do any of it, but, but yeah, nah, I, I think... What was good about it, though, it prepared me for the real world, which is something that I not saying that it does. You don't get prepared for the real world over at HBCUs. But like, I feel like we got a more real life perspective dealing with white people. Not saying all white people are bad, but dealing with how most professional white people do things. Like whether it be showing up to office hours or like. Or like just trying to get the runaround from everybody all the time. Like you granted I might have done that at the financial aid office and stuff, but like I think it's just that 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 saltiness or that bitterness that you get uh, that you get from 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 like a a up a history professor that lets you down that might have a predisposition on how black people are or how they might have just a sense of of entitlement that you might have just been doing a bad job because real rawness that you get when you're dealing with those type of people, man, you just can't get. Like, I I, I feel like I got more, 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 excuse my friends, I, at, uh, at Miles, man. I feel like I got more learning lessons. And then by the time I got over the sack, I, I saw through through the through the wool, you know. It wasn't no, oh maybe it was my fault at that point. Like most of the time, because give granted, I did. I might have messed up a lot when I was there, but I knew BS when I saw. It. I'll say that. But yeah, man. To wrap up though, like just like I was saying, man. Just I think a HBCU is a lot better. I think that it's just that that sense I of. Agree. The other thing is just that sense of uh, belonging and development from that extra effort that our professors, the, the, the administrators, and give, give granted there are some bad administrators out there, but for the most part, I've, I've yet to run into one you know, that didn't care as much as they say they did. But other than that, man, like I feel like personally, if HBCUs, and I'll reiterate it again. If HBCUs have the resources that PWIs give and have and receive every, every year, we wouldn't even go to a PWI anymore. There wouldn't be a need. There wouldn't be a need to pick and choose where you need to go because of programming anymore, man. If we had the if we had the funding to go to our own schools, you know what I'm saying? That's how it would be. And that's just the same thing. Like, I, that leads it back to, to the police, man. Like, like if, if it would be a lot better. And I know a lot of y'all might crucify me for that, for saying not all, not all police are bad. No, not all police as people are bad. But they're no, they're no better than if they keep upholding that system that, that lets you get away with murdering people. You should be punished just like a regular person would be. Yep. But you don't, and that's the issue. So no accountability. Exactly, but you expect people regular to get be held accountable. But other than that, man, that's our show for today. Um, 
you know, like we do our, our little same tradition. Tay, let me get a drum roll for the next topics coming up, man. I'm gonna give you an ASMR drum roll. Just kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, and our next topic is two times you got in trouble, and for the second one, what do you want in a friend and an associate? What, 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 what's that cutoff between a friend and an associate? So those are going to be our next ones coming up, man. Um, we will see you on what? What's today? Thursday. We'll see you on Tuesday, man. And... Yeah, we, we will. are. And Quincy's birthday is coming up on Wednesday. Oh, Woo! Yeah, Quincy's birthday. So, and with that being said, we are out. out.